Hi, I'm Jim Stroud, and this is my podcast. If you are a recruiter and you are concerned about all of the new AI tools out there replacing you, well, your career days are numbered. At least that's according to my next guest, <laughs> who brings a very compelling case. Um, stay tuned for that. The Recruiting Life is a newsletter that gives a quirky view on the world of work and aspires to educate, entertain, and inspire with articles, comics, podcasts, videos, and more. It is produced on a weekly basis by yours truly, Jim Stroud, and is supported by readers like you. Topics in this newsletter include the future of work, current labor trends, the impact of AI on the recruitment industry, and more. Subscribe now and receive it every Monday in your email by going to jimstroud.beehive.com. That URL is jimstroud.beehive.com. A link is in the podcast description. Don't wait. Subscribe now. Operators are standing by. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Jim Stroud Podcast. Today we have a very special guest. Special guest, tell us who are you and what do you do? Hello, Jim. Uh, such a pleasure to be here. Uh, my name is Stan Vesovich, and I'm the VP of Growth and Partnerships at Scotty AI. You know, um, I saw a live stream that you did with Hung Lee, uh, I think a few months back. Oh, not a few months now. Was it a few months? It was a while ago uh, about, while ago. The, about the future of work and how there was a technology that pretty much did everything in recruiting um, and when I saw that, I, I had this feeling of, of, of a bit of dread because <laughs> it seemed like technology was going to take all the recruiting uh, jobs away in a sense. But I, I, I couldn't help but be intrigued, you know, the same way, I guess, cars came along and took away horse and buggy. I'm wondering, am I in the same kind of moment with technology and recruiting? What, what do you think? Because when I saw your presentation, I thought we were there for sure. I think you're absolutely right. I think the only thing that's sustaining the recruitment function right now is adoption and the bell curve, you know, and uh, the way that we've seen innovation horizons shorten, people adopting new technology more quickly. Just look at what happened with ChatGTP. Once these early adopters start using um, technology in the way that I described on the show, which mm -hmm. technologically is already possible right now, they will gain such a competitive advantage in terms of meeting their hiring outcomes. And, you know, with the channels that exist in the industry, your channel, um, shout out to Brain Food, obviously, shout out to other podcasts like uh, Matt Alders, you know, and, and the great event organizers across the world, the message will spread quickly. Uh, implementation is super easy. So people will come and ask for this stuff and it will make recruiters go the way of the travel agent. Or uh, a bit earlier in time, you talked about horse and carriage versus cars. I'm basically saying that the advancement in technology today um, mimic what electricity was to lamplighters. Wow. 
Wow. Now, for the benefit of those who did not see your your live stream on, on Hung Lee's live stream, uh, one of the technologies that you talked about is um, uh, Scotty, which essentially made phone calls on behalf of companies. Tell, tell us a bit, bit more about that. Uh, yeah, Scotty can essentially do anything that a recruiter can do in the full hiring cycle. So outbound sourcing by calling people on their phone is one thing. Uh, it can also text across any channel, SMS, WhatsApp, WeChat. It can do that stuff 24 seven in 140 languages, even dialects. You can make it sound like a young person. Um, some target audiences like to be recruited by a female voice. Some target audience like a, a elderly uh, raspy male voice. <laughs> you can A/B test that now as a recruitment marketeer and build that into the workflow. It's aware of every job in your system of records. It can integrate into every system of records: your ADS, wow. your ACM, your ERP, your CMS. I like to highlight that one because it can also share any type of digital content tailored to a candidate's interactions with it and its preferences can track sentiment <laughs> it's funny when people say that you know, technology doesn't have empathy but the data shows that technology is much much better than humans are at tracking sentiment example is a simple recruiter question like hey so tell me about what excited you to work for us technology is really good at saying oh ah, man i was looking for a job and uh, i don't know uh you you came across my path uh Clearly negative sentiment, that stuff can be transcribed, summarized, sent to the hiring manager. Or, oh, yeah, I've been following your company for years. Uh, my mother shops at your stores. I actually bought a bunch of Christmas presents for my girlfriend. Um, hmm. Oh, sentiment super positive. Why? X, Y, Z. So all of these things. And uh, at a exponentially higher productivity rate, um, humans can remember approximately seven bits at the time, and they can talk to one other human. And then it becomes really hard to process what people are telling to them and, and to answer that. And Scotty, as an example, can speak to 500,000 people, half a million at the same time. And that's pure cloud consumption. That's as big as the companies right now. But you can scale that number to 5 million, 50 million, half a billion. You know, the more you, you mm -hmm. can cloud consume, the more you can do. So there's really no limit to the productivity ratio. So yeah, if you're you know, uh, interviewing top of the funnel, doing screenings, questions, or, or, or outbound calling just to see if people are available and promote jobs. Uh, you know, if you're doing in-depth interviews, trying to figure out if people match the skill set, well, I bet you don't have the level of degree in the specific field that the people that you're interviewing have. Um, these large language models essentially have PhD degrees or master's degrees in every field. You know, remember how Bard and JetGTP passed the bar in yeah. theory? Scotty can do that too. Uh, medicine, data science, sales, marketing, uh, all of these fields, you know, engineering that require highly specialized information to perform a job at the, at the proper level now always require the hiring manager to take an hour or more out of their time to assess if the candidate can do that because the recruiters can't really. They can just knock out uh, and, and high-level screen. Uh, well, all these large language models can do that. They can't interview at level. Mm. What's the role still of that middle man or woman except for bringing a ton of sloth, inconsistency, um, 
what do you call it? Unpredictability, bias, you know, uh, and just overall bad experience into the process. Um, it, it's it's a role that's been there since the Middle Ages almost, you know, and that really since army starting recruiting, that's when the recruiter really became a bigger thing, but it's also centuries now already. Yep. It's, it's time not to disrupt the role. It's time to do away with this role. Uh, and don't get me wrong, man. I'm not saying this because I hate recruitment. I, I love recruitment. Mm. Uh, I, I'm just very well aware about the terrible experience and the terrible hiring outcomes uh, recruiters generate for both candidates and employers. And we have the technology to make that drastically better for everyone involved, except those people in the middle. And man, I think it's time to make a change and usher in a completely new paradigm to how hiring works uh, through uh, this groundbreaking technology. Sure, sure, sure. I think you're going to have a lot of people in management who love you and a lot of workers uh, <laughs> who may hate you for, for saying these things and for the benefit of those who are on the, on the hating side of the, mm-hmm. of the scale. Um, I'm sure they're listening. They're thinking, Ah, technology, I don't know if it can truly replace the authenticity of a human being. I don't know if it can truly uh, give the quality that I could give as a human. What would you say to those naysayers who say, um, essentially, technology could act like a proficient spammer, in a sense, but not really give it that personalized attention that a human being could give in recruiting? What do you say to something like that? Talk to Scotty. Ah. <laughs> what else can I say? You know, yeah. um, I, this is quite frankly part of my strategy in this current role. Um, we're, we're building, rebuilding, training, teaching Scotty to be able to tell anyone in any role at their level anything that they would like to know about Scotty mm-hmm. on the one end. So we're turning Scotty into the salesperson. I literally budgeted zero salespeople on a hefty, mm. hefty target for next year. So I'm putting my money, my job where my mouth is. Um, this company will grow purely through marketing product and partner-led growth because this product should, um, could and should sell itself or I should be representing it the way I am. Um, and the second thing that we'll do, except for being able to explain everything that you might want to know about it, itself uh it will offer you the opportunity to role play any role you're hiring for um in full discretion you know uh wednesday october 25th 2023 we're not there right now we need to do some teaching some coding it usually takes us two two weeks to a month to program scotty to talk in the tone of voice you wanted to talk as an employer to represent you the way you want to be represented and to uh to be able to interview and, and, and make predictions uh, for, 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 for positive outcomes at the level better than um, better than your current hiring team. Um, but the data shows that for the customers that were doing that, a few of these huge assumptions you just mentioned are obliterated. Like Scotty consistently scores uh, much, much higher on candidate NPS than human recruiters do. Really? And it measures this at a far, far greater level uh, because Scotty will ask every candidate ever interviewed how they uh, experienced the interview and what it could do to improve. Um, it's one of the features you know, that, that, that it has. It can call an entire database of people that were rejected, hired on how they experienced the process. That's how it gets better far, 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 far more quickly also than humans because again, it's built in a, in, it has a built-in continuous feedback loop that humans don't have. 
Um, secondly, it's instant, man. Let me let me give you an example, right? Can I, give, I know I, I like to use like on these long term, but can I give you a real life example and difference please. in experience? Please, cool. please. You're a hiring manager. You're hiring a senior software engineer uh, with six, seven years of experience uh, with specific coding languages. Name any you, you'd like. You publish this job in your ATS. Now the sourcing team starts sourcing for it. At the same time, Scotty will look in your ATS and through usually already some kind of AI matching that, that you have in it. As you know, I, I used to be at Smart Cruise. They have this cool tool, cool tool called Smart Assistant that will uh, already match the best likely best people based on CV, great. It calls all those people at the same time. Let's say it's 4,000 of them, right? Um, it will first send them a WhatsApp, ask them if it can call. And then after a few minutes, it will call. Anyone that doesn't reply will get a nice voice message in, in WhatsApp uh, and a message, maybe some content, a deck from the CMS explaining something about the role, maybe a video about the, the team or the hiring manager video, the hiring manager would like to meet you, whatever. Super engaged already. The ones that it does meet, it will quickly explain why it's calling. It will say it's a bot. It will get that out of the way right away. But hey, don't worry. You can speak to me as if you would to a human. And the reason I'm calling is that, you know, ServiceNow, whomever, are looking for, for an engineer like you based on your CV. Is this a good time to, you know, ask you a few questions? Let's say that out of the couple of thousand people that get that question, a couple of hundred say, yeah, sure. Great. Scotty disqualifies, let's say, 75, 80% of them but then is left with 40 that seem quite all right. It goes on and say, okay, hey, you seem like an amazing fit. Can I ask you some more in-depth questions about your specific function? Now, this is already stuff that usually the recruiter couldn't do. Hey, could you explain how you would solve for this very specific coding problem? Normally that goes beyond the comprehension level of the recruiter, but Scotty can already do that. Now, out of the 40 that give an answer, four smash it. While these people are speaking, because this is a five to six minute conversation already, Scotty is already calling the hiring manager and it's a quarter past 10, wow. right? And he's calling hmm. the hiring manager and saying, hey, Jim, uh, based on the job you uploaded 15 minutes ago, I reached out to a thousand people. I spoke a couple of hundred of them and I have four that I think really fit the profile. I looked in your calendar because you can integrate Scotty with any calendar, Google, Outlook. And it seems like you're free for the next 30 minutes. Uh, would you like to speak to them right away? I, I got, I'm speaking to a few right now and one I got on hold. If you go, yeah, sure, put them through, then the candidate is put through directly to, to the hiring manager. Scotty can do that. They can put you through to any freaking body. So in an onboarding process, it can put you through to a buddy. Or if it's calling you to check in, if you're still keen on starting with a business and you give a bunch of indifferent answers, sounding like the sentiment is going bad, it can actually inform the hiring manager or the buddy, hey, I think it's a really good idea to reach out to this candidate or we might lose them. They might have another offer, right? Anyway, going back to the hiring manager, all of this stuff goes well. A uh, hiring manager doesn't have time. Now Scotty can schedule in later. All this stuff goes well. The hiring manager gets on the phone, offers a job. Imagine the candidate experience compared to the humans that are still figuring out who they're going to call, right? They're still making lists or they're shooting out text messages or, 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 or emails and stuff. Uh, it, it's, it's a completely different experience. Let's say that there's a company, let's say they're an enterprise level company, uh, say they're Amazon. And they implement mm -hmm. your uh, Scotty technology, yeah. um, and they they are wowed by it and they say this is great. I can see it really enhancing the recruiting process. Mm -hmm. um, and let's say they don't want to lay off a significant portion of the, of their recruiting staff. What else could those recruiters do if they're not doing the work that Scotty is doing? Uh, the same thing that will be the end game for all humans in terms of what we will be doing as technology scales because. Don't get me wrong. This is a perfect 
perfect storm that is happening across industry, right? I'm leading the charge here. This technology is leading the charge here in recruitment, but it's happening everywhere. Our jobs are being made obsolete by algorithms and by robots. The only thing that we have to get really, really good at is explaining to those bots what outcomes we want to achieve and uh, what we don't want to see as a result of that, right? Because that's what bots don't really understand that well. In a Scotty AI, we have really smart engineers. You know, 95% of the people working for Scotty are in product or engineering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and they will build guardrails to make sure that Scotty doesn't do this weird stuff like a chat, chat GTP, like fabricates sources or fabricates uh, stories. We don't, we don't want to fabricate salaries or fabricate career paths and stuff like that, right? That's mm-hmm. nonsense. Uh, but but still, you have to prompt and program and explain to Scotty really, really well what you want to achieve. That being said, mate, within now and the foreseeable time, five to ten years, these bots will be able to add context so well that even someone who isn't good at explaining, let's say a toddler, you know, that wants to achieve something can still get their, you know, food agent or their play agent or their, you know, whatever, whatever digital or robotic agent is supporting them for that specific task will be able to interpret it what's best for that kid at that point in time right so all of our jobs are going to lamplighter's way uh, you have this thing about creating new jobs through technology yes that was the case when technology made us more productive right mm. but it didn't have human empathy it didn't have human authenticity just mentioned it didn't have creativity it couldn't really problem solve and it definitely couldn't make decisions and now that we're getting to a point where technology is getting better at that astronomically better at that than humans are uh, we're very quickly moving towards a world where we have to figure out what we need to do next my prediction is that a lot of people want to know what their purpose in life will be if work doesn't exist anymore. Uh, political systems, income, the way that we divide goods, the way that we create them will have to be reimagined, right? This is a guy called Ray Kurzweil, founder of Singularity University, who in his book in 1999, The Singularity is Near, predicted a future where we have infinite energy from the sun. You know, we have robots in space mining asteroids for infinite resources. We have drones bringing that shit back to Earth. That's going to 3D printing stations that create smaller materials from bigger materials that goes to show to uh, to neighborhoods and printing stations, which make them even smaller, which goes to your house. Um, and, and essentially anything you need uh, in wow. a predictive, prescriptive manner uh, will exist and be in there. A lot of stuff right now is still science fiction, right? Um, but, but this is a guy that predicted this 20 years ago. He also talks about this thing called the law of accelerating returns. I mean, if you're geeky or you like you know, futurism, um, man, look him up, Raymond Kurzweil. Law of accelerating returns, singularity is near. Each Rahadra, this is a hobby of mine. You know, I, I do recruitment as a living and I fell into it, but this is stuff that I actually live and breathe. Uh, I think that technology like Scotty, hopefully, the, the extrapolation of that is giving people purpose, is saying, hey, Jim, not hey, Jim, what kind of job do you want to do? But really understanding, hey, Jim, what really gets you going? You know, what really makes your day? Oh, helping other people? Or, or you like to experience adventures? Or you like, tra- and then and we'll, we'll figure it out. That's, by the way, the other thing that Scotty does already a gazillion times better than any human. It can call candidates and ask them what they want and Hmm. then search for them. So it's a huge value add to staffing firms, which are already using it, right? We have case studies with huge staffing firms that do the uh, initial candidate intake through Scotty. Another thing that Scotty can do is hiring manager intakes. Recruiters are notoriously bad at understanding what hiring managers want exactly in their candidate for their team. Scotty 
consistently scores higher on on, on that type of uh, that type of exercise. So wow. if you can do this for jobs, if you can do this for work, my prediction is that bots will ask us what 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 gets us excited in life. It will give us suggestions to live a fulfill, fruitful, fulfilling life. And man, I hope there will be less money-driven and career-driven and not have these swords of Democles hanging above our necks if we lose our job, <laughs> we lose our benefits, our healthcare. Yeah. So we're stressed and we're you know, constantly running after that never achievable objective of, of, of wealth and peace of mind. Man, hopefully we'll get it. We'll all get a little bit more spiritual. We'll all have a little bit more fun. And breakfast won't be, a, won't be a, a recruitment or career event, but it'll be more like a modern-day Woodstock. It kind of is already, right? We're all the grass, drinking beers, having fun. So we already kind of created that. But now just without the purpose, without running behind the cash or all that stuff to feed ourselves. I, 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 I welcome. I'm not, I'm not at all worried about that time. I'm worried about the in-between. And the thing that concerns me is the wrong type of power Hours using the technology for wrong, you know those those things are scary. But anyway, we're getting super esoteric. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can appreciate your, your, <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate your passion and that that uh, utopian philosophy there. I hope it I hope if it does come to that, I hope it does. Uh, we're pretty cool. Come it? to that, yeah, it'll be a nice uh, kumbaya moment for sure. I'm for sure. I'm wondering. Um, I'm trying to think of both sides of the equation here because I know some people are excited and some people are, are very nervous. I, I think for those who are nervous, they may think about this and say, okay, this is very concerning, this technology taking over. But um, I've heard similar things before with chatbots came along and they thought that yeah. chatbots would take away all the recruiter jobs, but chatbots are everywhere and recruiters are still working. Uh, yeah. is, th- is that Could that possibly be a sign that as amazing as this type of technology is, um, I shouldn't be too afraid for my role as a recruiter or is this something that's i shouldn't be afraid today but maybe more concerned five or ten years later no i think it'll be sooner that we'll see drastic cuts in recruitment teams if i like i'm I'm speaking companies right now at the enterprise level employing hundreds and if not thousands of recruiters and what we're talking about the business case are reducing the recruitment workforce by 90 percent keeping the 10 super, super specialized ones and the ones that understand technology, the ones that can connect and design whole hiring journeys. That's a really cool role, actually. You know, uh, in my previous job, I partnered with a lot of companies that do that stuff incredibly well. And I'm super eager to do it again with Scotty. So offer the best type of experience to candidates, the best type of experience to employers by creating human interaction where it's super relevant and super meaningful and, you know, removing that from, from, from the process through technology as much as you can, where it's just, yeah, slowing stuff down or, or, or performing far worse. And um, the main difference between chatbots, which I was always also quite skeptical about, you know, is that mm. these are kind of if this, then that machines, very limited, couldn't really understand context, couldn't assume stuff, couldn't really sense people's feeling about something, you know, never has a chatbot replied, oh, it sounds like you're uh, not very excited, Jim. And and, and these voice bots, they, they listen better, they understand the data better, and they can... That's the main thing. This, this Josh Burson talks about these four generations of, of technology. Sorry to do a quick sidestep to answer your question again. Yeah, no worries, no worries. He talks about first you had on-prem. You know, people just build software on-prem for themselves. That the next generation was okay. Uh, we 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 could put it on-prem in a CD, but that was still not very scalable because an update meant you need to you know change stuff on-prem. But then it moved into the cloud. Cool, we could do quicker updates. We could start with subscription models, but even more importantly, we could plug in point solutions from outside in the cloud. So very quickly, it was 
you, know, you were able to, to add more to your tech stack. And then the latest generation was you plug in the AI. You have most of these, you know, all of the ADS right now are actually cloud-based solutions with AI built into them or plugged into them. Scotty Technology is part of the latest generation, uh, what your version describes as companies that are built on top of AI. So it's built on, on open source code, open source large language model to be precise, to build a proprietary solution completely focused on that hiring experience, right? And because of that, because it's getting so much data so quickly about hiring, if it moves fast enough, it'll get to a level where it's almost impossible to catch up with it um, at, 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 a, at, a meaningful, at a meaningful ROI. It's already dirt cheap. You know, uh, Scotty charges uh, by successful uh, conversation uh, and uh, by uh, performance. Uh, so what I mean by, uh, so, and, and, and by time. So what I mean by that, if Scotty's calling you and you hang up on Scotty, the customer isn't paying. Whereas if a sorcerer is calling someone and the candidate hangs up, which happens most of the time, uh, you are paying for that sorcerer, right? So mm. even if, uh, this, this, is, this, is the, this is the hard truth, right? Mm. Even if we do need to wait three or four or five years for Scotty to get as good as the very, very, very best recruiter in the world, if Scotty is, which it is 50 times cheaper per conversation <laughs> than that recruiter, Wow. And that price can drop at volume because if we can cover our cost through large expansion, that, then the, that the goal is to drop them just to grab as much market share as quickly as you can, which is important in this world of large language models because they aren't incredibly hard to build. I mean, Scotty is two years old or three years old. Look how far it is, right? So you need to very quickly expand. So now I don't think, I don't think from a business point of view that shareholders would even allow companies to have human recruiters a few years from now because it's just a very... You know, unproductive, ineffective, detrimental, super costly business function. Makes makes no sense to be burning money that way. Um, but to give an example, one of the things that we're planning to do is get the world's best recruiters, the ones that win all the rewards, yep. and have them speak to Scotty and Scotty interview them about what makes them special. Is there a tone of voice? Is how they structure an interview? I'm speaking to, you know, I'm looking to, and I'm speaking to some of the best interview uh, intelligence company already. So that category of bright hire, uh, hire guide, Honet, uh, Meta, View, those companies, you can just buy a license, have Scotty look how they structure interviews, um, get some data from the very best recruiters in the world. And now Scotty is as good as very best recruiter because it, it learns instantly, right? It learns, it learns so much quicker. It doesn't have ramp time. So if you're a graduate or you're, 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 you're middle school right now, there's no way that any company will accept training someone for years to get at a tenth of the level that Scotty is right now when you plug it in. Makes no sense, Jim. See where I'm getting with this? Like from every business, for every logical business point of view, I think there will be recruiters, right, in 20, 30 years from now. And they will be uh, there for the same reason that there are lamp lighters in Paris and in London. A novelty, a symbol, a laugh, a joke, some fun. Uh, oh, look, that's how people used to turn on light, your great light. Yeah, it used to, uh, used to be a time and, when and, people and, would, would take a match and light every lamp in, in Paris, but yeah. then electricity came and that's no longer a thing. And it was gone. And, 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 and like large language models, dread of the eye, the way it learns, the way it develops, it's to recruiters what electricity was to those guys. That is amazing. And, and, and if recruiters listening aren't worried enough, I know that your product is uh, best in class for what it does, but you do have competitors. 
So it's yeah, not like everyone's too concerned they're, they're, about let, 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 just your product. Me, they're also competitors let me shout, out let there. Me shout them out. Let me shout them out. Uh, not to be uh, too, uh, just preaching for my own parakeet. There, there are early movers, you know, like a Curious Thing, Qualified, Talking Job, Recky, Okta. I mean, I look at these guys as my peers, you know. Uh, I found them in my previous job. I was super inspired. Uh, Scotty at that point uh, was superior. I think at this point still is. Uh, but hey, uh, I absolutely appreciate those folks for creating this category because we're again let me emphasize this we're not doing this because we hate recruitment we love recruitment i've been in recruitment now for almost half of my life man i, I fell into it i never got out i got all these different roles corporate startup tech uh, services i freaking love it all i've been trying to do my whole career is um, make employers achieve the best possible hiring outcomes the highest level of hiring success by getting them in front of the best possible talent in the most efficient way and offering the talent the best possible experience of getting there and i'm still doing that for the love of this industry but for the love of this industry recruiters gotta go wow uh if someone wanted to get in contact with you and ask you more questions or to get a demo of this amazing technology so they can see it for themselves or rather hear it for themselves. How can they connect with you and, and learn more about Scotty? Hit me up on LinkedIn. I love expanding my network. Uh, there's a demo request uh, link on uh, the scottytechnologies.com website. They can go there. Um, and man, uh, like I said, if, if, if everything happens like our development team, putting pressure on them now, has promised <laughs> us to do that by the end of the year, they won't be speaking to me. They will be speaking to Scotty. That's wow. that's the best thing, you know, our, our call to action for, for the next year is, is talk to Scotty, experience it for yourself and, you know, watch how this industry will elevate uh, to a new paradigm, a better one for good. Well, Stan, you have um, alarmed <laughs> lots of people, I'm, I'm sure. And I'm sure some of them will take the Scotty challenge and hear it for themselves. Thank you so much for your time. Thanks for being on the Jim Stroud podcast. Thank you very much, Jim. A massive, massive pleasure to be here. Well, my time is up. I thank you for yours. I'll see you again real soon right here with a brand new episode of the Jim Stroud Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, feel free to reach out to me. I can be reached by email at jimstroud at jimstroud.com. And one last favor, if I may ask, please rate this podcast. Uh, five stars is preferred, <laughs> but uh, please uh, comment uh, with your honest opinion. I really appreciate that. All right. Okay, until next time, bye-bye. Ever heard of Stoicism? Chances are, if you have, you've heard of Stoicism with a lowercase s and not Stoicism with an uppercase s. Lone wolves, no emotions, antisocial behavior, cold, indifference, all that is Stoicism with a lowercase s. Stoicism with an uppercase s is the ancient Greek philosophy and virtue ethics framework that centers on service to the cosmopolis, to include your family, friends, community, and planet, and the development of a good moral character. My name is Tanner Campbell, and I'm the host of Practical Stoicism, a three-times-a-week podcast teaching Stoic principles and concepts to anyone interested through the exploration of texts and deep dives into various moral topics. You can find Practical Stoicism where you're already listening to podcasts by searching for Practical Stoicism or by going to stoicismpod.com. I invite you to give it a listen today. You just might like it.